right, everybody, welcome back to another uh, Deer Camp podcast. Uh, this week, I've got Aaron Blasey on with me from the Fall Podcast. Aaron, how you doing today, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I got the just got back from bowl league, which was uh, not as good as it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I got a story about that, actually. So I'm not in a winter league. I have a summer league that I do, but um, DJ, my co-host, and I were uh, challenging each other to do to shoot every day in the month of February, just, you know, just to get back and do it and everything. And we're like, hey, let's, you know, just five arrows. And today was the first time I shot my bow since uh, since season. So it's probably November, actually. And um, and I ha- I can get about 14 yards in my basement. And first four shots were good. Well, the fifth shot, I like go to full draw and I like, you know, when you're shooting a gun, you kind of like, you like just jerk the trigger and it kind of like gets you. Well, I, for some reason, my head playing games on me, I did that. The bow didn't go off and I'm like, oh gosh, like, (laughs) you know, like it like got me. And then I started like squeezing and then the bow just went off and scared me. And I'm like, oh, please don't go through the brick wall. And it just like, <laughs> it hit the target. Thank God. But I'm like, boy, I got a lot of, a lot of shooting to do. <laughs> that's that's the worst, man. I hate it when that happens. You get that false little thing and your arm kind of jerks and yep. But yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It was the first time I shot since, uh, since season as well. And, uh, it wasn't terrible. I definitely need to, uh, get back into it a little more. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I want to talk to you about your season this year, man. Do just a little kind of recap and talk about uh, you. Uh, you did some trips and all that, so yeah. Kind of just uh, started out with your. Uh, you shot one right away, correct? I did October first night of the opener. It's uh, only the second time I've done that ever. You know, ever since I could hunt when I started when I was twelve, but um i did that back in 2016 on actually that deer behind me right there um and then uh you know it's early season around here it's you just have to have like the right scenario like it's it it can be it can be pretty easy but it also can be very hard i feel like there's just no middle ground you know it's uh you got to have the the right equation it feels like but um, you know, this year I had a deer that I named no go and, and, um, I wasn't going to shoot him like all summer. You know, I, I, I had him on camera last year and he was just like last year. I felt like he was just kind of a puppy dog. Like he just didn't look that old and his, uh, his rack, he was, you know, he was a nine last year with some junk, but gosh, he was only about 90 inches last year. It seemed like he didn't even, he didn't even break a hundred inches and, I'm like, you know what, if he makes it through, I'm going to try to get him through one more year to get him to three. And, um, you know, the, the summer came around, the deer start growing the, one of the first bucks that I got on camera in end of July was him. And I could tell it was him because he had a lot of the junk still on the bases. Like, man, it's gotta be him. And I, I didn't name him Nogo at that time. I, I, I had a, didn't really have a name for him. I was calling him like the devil buck because his, his uh, brows when he was a year and a half, when I thought he was a year and a half were like pretty big. I mean, they were like six inches and they kind of like looked like devil antlers and or devil horns. And so as the summer went on, I just, I would scout and glass every night. It seemed, well, not every night, but quite a bit. And man, I got a lot of footage of this deer, a lot of footage from the spot and scope and everything. And I'm like, Boy, I'm pretty sure it's him. And he, you know, I watched him get bigger and bigger. And and then it got to the point, it was, you know, middle to end of August. And I'm like, gosh, he just, he would just never give me a good look at like his body or in a camera or, you know, and I would glass him a lot, but it was always from a long way away. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to shoot him. I still think he's only going to be two and a half years old. 
So I named him Nogo. And then uh, one day a good friend of mine, him and I were kind of going through pictures together. And I'm like, man, look at this deer. I said, I swear this is the deer that I had last year. You know, and it, it he just the junk in the brows of, is what what got me to think it was him. And he had a his ninth point as a year and a half was on one side the as a year and a half, and then on the, you know as he this year it went to the other side, and it, his G four, which was his ninth point, ended up being like seven inches this year. It was huge, and and it switched sides. And I'm like, ah, you know, I you know I got a lot of picture of me sheds velvet, and and my buddy as we were going through pictures, he's like, you're not gonna kill that deer and i'm like i don't think so man like i you know he's got really good mass not great tine length and i'm like he goes you're you're crazy like that's like probably the biggest year you have on camera this year score wise you know and i'm like i know but i'd love to see him try to get one more year and he's like you're crazy dude he's like he that deer is over pope and young all day and you know i don't know about you know where you're at you're a couple hours from me but you know a pope and young deer for here we just don't we just don't get them all the time you know and um and matter of fact i've only killed one bigger than Pope and Young my whole life in, in in Michigan. Like I have a couple that are like knocking on the door, but just not there. You know, I last year, my second buck uh, in Michigan was, uh, you know, he was in the, he was, he was low one thirties, but with, he had some broken brows that would have put him right at one forty. Um, But, you know, I'm like, you're right. Like, what am I doing? Kind of thing, you know, like, and he was the biggest deer I had on camera all year coming into season. He was like, he was just reading that script and just the equation was right, you know, and uh, went in there opening night in there for him. It was 83 degrees, had a good win, um, sweating my bag off. Uh <laughs> get into the tree and you know and uh i was hunting one acre of timber you know and it was there was just one acre and um i have a food plot in there and i put a scrape tree in there in the in the spring i planted a tree actually myself just a dead one and put a vine in it and made my own scrape and boy he was he was conditioned to it like he loved it and um boy i mean i look up as the sit goes you know it was uh probably midway through the sit i kind of look up in these tall weeds my food plot's long and skinny and I see like a good, like in the tall weeds, I see like a rat go by and I'm like, was that him? You know, and I couldn't really tell. It was just a glimpse and closing time was getting there. I had some does down in front of me and all of a sudden I look up and there he is just looking all the way down the food plot at these does that were down in front of me. And I'm like, holy crap, that's him. And when I saw him, I'm like, what was I thinking? Not going to shoot that deer. Like that deer is an impressive deer. Um, it's the first time I've seen him that close on the hoof and he's probably like 80 yards and I was filming, I self filmed it all. And he works all the way down, comes in, checks the does, gets right in the scrape, starts like working the scrape, gets up on his hind legs and he's just like putting on a show and and then he, then he like gets down and he, you know, puts his back feet together and he starts peeing on his hocks. And that's when I let him have it, man. And he ran like 80 yards and stopped and was like, what kind of was that? Just walked off. And that was the hit. That was the rest, man. And when I walked up on him, holy cow, like the mass was crazy. Not great time length, like I said, but his mass was crazy. And I still thought I'm like, man, he's, he's gotta be only like two. I, I was thinking he's, he had a good body. He, you know, he, uh, live weight, he was like 205 pounds pounds and i sent the age the teeth in to get age at cementum aging um at deerage.com and uh um he came back at four and a half so i don't know i, I still it's hard for me to believe he's four and a half but um <clears throat> i don't know his mass definitely says that but if it's the same buck from the year before he made one hell of a jump so it's starting to make me think that it wasn't the year the buck from the year before so 
that was the start of the season though well that's a heck of a good start right there uh first night um in the tree 85 degrees should be at the beach instead you're up in a tree and whacking a big one yeah i love yeah, it yep yeah that the what you said there about you know oh i'm not going to shoot him I, i'm so guilty of that what what would he be like next year what would he be like you know yeah and then i shoot him so <laughs> <laughs> yep. but yeah so uh where'd your season go after that man it was uh i don't know about you but like when i get a deer down i'm i'm kind of like a lot of weight is lifted off my shoulders. I kind of go into autopilot, but honestly, like I still want to get back out there, but shooting one early, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on my family. Um, you know, I, October's and November's for the forever, you know, I've been with my wife a long time and she knows that's just like, it's everything's got to come after hunting. So, you know, getting a deer down is like, I can kind of do those things. And I knew we were going to have almost a two week trip in November with Kansas. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take some time, do, you know, be at home, be present. And because I know when November hits two weeks, I'm going to be gone. And, you know, so I, I was just, that was my goal was to try to kill one early so I could do that. But, um, so that, that happened. Then DJ, my coast, he shot one on the, on October 4th, I believe it was. So that was really cool. Um, I helped a lot of my buddies track deer in October, just great. Uh, my next, I think my next hunt was October 11th after a deer that I named Tupac on a different farm. Um, and he, this deer, this deer has just got age. He's a framey deer, um, good looking buck, short threes, good twos, short brows, but he's, he's probably 20 inches inside spread. Um, but man, he's just got some age. Like I, I was figuring he's at least three, maybe four this year, just a big, like Brahma bull of a deer. And so I was like, I'm going to focus on him. That was like him or nothing kind of thing. Um, and, uh, I just did a hanging hunt on October 11th, the night of October 11th, went into a, where I figured his core area was, um, just blind and sat up and I'll tell you what, I was only in the tree for about 30 minutes and here he comes and he's, well, what had happened was I'm sitting on a transition line where a clear, like a, like about a six-year-old clear cut meets like mature timber. So it's kind of thick, kind of not. And he's like out in the mature timber, but I'm looking through all this like thick briar stuff. And what I heard at first, I heard a grunt. I'm like, you hear this? And I'm like, what the heck? I look up and then I hear like leaves crunching and I just see a frame term and I'm turn. I'm like, holy crap, he's right there. Like, and he was probably at 70 yards and I'm like trying to get the camera ready, trying to get my bow ready, trying to figure out what he's going to do. And then I'm like, man, I feel like there's another deer with him. I'm looking, trying to find the other deer and I'm like, just keep eyes on him. So I got eyes on him and what he was doing is he was coming like straight at me and hunting a saddle. I got the tree in the way, you know, so it's like you got to pick is he going to come weak side or is he going to come strong side? And um, so what he ended up doing was he comes he comes up and I'm filming and he just starts destroying this tree at like 40 yards. And I'm like, oh, God, just please keep coming. Please keep coming. And he makes a scrape and then he starts moving to my west, which he's what he's going to do is he's going to go strong side. So then I got to make a, a, a move. My camera's on my right side. So then I got to get everything over on my left side. 
And then you're pot committed. You're just, you know, whatever you can get, you can get. So when I went on the left side, I lost him. So I'm trying to find him, finally pick him back up. And I grab my bow and I get my release on and I'm looking at him and he stops. And I I, I need him to like take a couple steps and he's going to be in a hole. And I'm like, gosh, he's like 50 yards. I That's what I just kept telling myself. He's like 50 yards. Like it just looks like he's so far away and he steps out in that clearing and I go to fold or I go to, to pull back. And then he just like, didn't give me the time to stop. And he just kind of kept going. And then when he did stop, he was in the brush and he's kind of looking my way. And then he just kind of turns and walks off and I'm like, shit, you know, and I'm like, holy crap. Like I literally have, I, I got in like, this is October 11th. I got in at like one, one and it's still warm. Like, and he's showing up at like two o'clock in the afternoon, like something crazy like that, you know? I figured I was in his core area and I think I got right into where he was betting, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, so he walks off and I'm like, just kind of thinking like, what, what happened? So I keep looking at the spot and finally I pick my, I shoot a Garmin bow sight and I pick my bow up and I range where he was. And it says 35 yards. And I'm like, no way, not a chance. Well, as the night goes on, I keep examining like what's, what's going on. Well, there was a train feature I was on like a bench and I didn't realize that there was like a little like a lip there and he was just on the other side of the lip and it it honestly what I thought he was just on the other side of the lip it honestly made him look like he was farther than what he actually was and boy that was a big mistake on my part so um, and then that same night, uh, my co-host DJ shot his number one buck, Big Barry, um, that whole saga that night. Oh, so him and I were going, we had some crazy hunts in October, man. And, um, and you know, then I threw a couple more sits going into the latter part of October, um, bouncing farms. I hunt about five different farms and, you know, end of October, I was like, I had a, a really good deer showing up and I was glassing him every morning when I was taking my daughter to school. And I'm like, gosh, just like, give me one chance. Give me one chance. I tried him on a couple of times on the ground, um, never could get close enough. And then it was Kansas, man. So that was kind of my October rolling into Kansas. All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, now, did you have uh, history with Tupac? I mean, is that a dude you've had pictures with for years or was he just this year show up? You know, it. I don't... Th- the thing is, I think he was on the farm the year before, uh, but those eight pointers, you know, those Michigan eights, they just are so yes. hard to track year to year if there's nothing crazy about them. Um, and here's something I got. So this this farm that I have is a big timber farm. There's not a lot of ag. It's all big timber. Um and, you know, and I've got a couple other farms that are about 15 minutes away that are a lot of ag open ground. And ever since 2016, when I started hunting this like open ground area, I can get deer through in the open ground. I cannot get them through hardly in the big timber. Like, I don't know what it is. It's a consistent theme that, you know, I can get them through, but to get to get them to show back up the next year is a different story. Um, I, so history, possibly nothing, no defining features from the year before to this year that was like, oh yeah, that that's that buck. So uh, hopefully that kind of answers your question, but it's, I just have a difficult time in the big timber getting deer to, to show up consistently year to year. Yeah. Gotcha. I got the same thing. I mean, we, I, I, it's very rare that I get a deer the same, you know, the next year, you know, that I've gotten some serious, or I can't talk right now, uh, <laughs> experience with, um, 
than you know that I that I know from year to year. But it, yeah. I always seem to get mine's last part of you know, and not until like the end of November really is for me. I mean, because everybody they you know push them onto my place at that point. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so Kansas. DJ shoots one right away. He did now that. He's camera- now he's your cameraman. That bastard. He shot a great buck. <laughs> First morning we were there, he gets it done. And uh, Kansas in one word or two words, or I guess humble pie, man, for me. Um, I've had a horseshoe lodge straight in my keister for the last, oh boy, since 2019. I've been, feels like I just a lot of times just couldn't do anything wrong honestly and I, I i thank the good lord above for you know everything every opportunity i've gotten and um i think this year kansas was just a uh was just a humble experience um first time ever hunting public land um first time ever traveling to hunt public land um so i was excited you know uh never been to this area before um just going on the fly e-scouting the heck out of it um good looking piece the deer are there i don't think there's a ton of deer there but the deer that we were seeing were were good deer i mean pope and young type deer um i never saw anything bigger than probably 130 um but the age structure i felt like was there and uh so yeah, DJ shoots a great buck first morning and then he became my cameraman for the next like 11 days, which was awesome. I love hunting with people. Like I'm not like one of those lone rangers that can just go and do hunts myself. Like I just love I talk I'm a chatty Kathy. I love talking. I love to camaraderie, have a beer or two and let's talk, you know, hunting and I just love deer camp. So um it was cool to have him there bounce ideas off as well he's such a good hunter he's he's such a wealth of knowledge and so we just started bouncing around man and um got on a buck went full draw on him he was at 42 yards i could have snuck one through there but gosh i want to if i remember right i want to say it was like only like the third or fourth day that we were there and DJ was running great footage on it over the shoulder. And I'm like, looking back and I'm like, I probably should have just tried it, but you know, you're in that part of the trip where it's like, you know, don't rush it. Don't rush it. You know, he gave me a, a hot second. He was stopped broadside. I had the pin on him full draw. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. Um, went full draw on that deer. I had three run-ins with guys either walking. Well, they, let me think two of them, all three of them walk in on us. I know two of them did. I can't remember the third one now for some odd reason, but had three walk-ins and, um, you know, the, the trip was just hot. Like the weather was just hot and it was early. It was the first week of November, which I, I wouldn't go back to Kansas that first week. I, I can say that, um, I'd wait longer, but, um, as our trip was winding down the last two days, a huge cold front came in and, um, the second to last day went full draw on what I think is the same buck that I went full draw on that like day three, I think it was, um, another Pope and tongue, Pope and young type deer, no, you know, rattling antlers kind of screwed me on that one. I had to go weak side. And as I'm coming up over my bridge, my stabilizer hits my rattling antlers and he <laughs> lot, he locks up, he's at like 16 yards and he's right behind the tree. And DJ and I are sitting there with our pecker in our hands, like can't move, you know, and I went to full draw and he's just kind of standing there and I can't, there's like so much, you know, brush in the way. And I'm like, no way, no way we're going to be able to do this. And he runs off. I'm like, shit, you know, um, sat all day. And then, uh, the last day that same stand, that same, same tree, 
had another buck coming. Don't even know what he was. I think he was like a big five point, like just a real tall, massive, like five point does the same thing that deer did chasing a doe comes to 16 yards. I go to full draw. I stop him and he think he would stop in my lane. No, he stops literally like, you know, you go and he kind of like, you know, takes a step or two and it's like right behind a tree and I my pins right on the vitals, but he's literally on the other side of a cedar tree and I'm like, just couldn't make it happen, man. And that was, that was kind of how the trip went and looking back on it, you know, we were driving home and DJ and I were talking and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I, if I had one regret, it wasn't, you know, I wish I would have went and knocked on some doors, some private doors, just to, you know, just a network, you know, you never know coming back in a year or two, you know, you might have some private to hunt or I regret that. But other than that, man, it was a good experience. I had a lot of fun with all my, my buddies and deer camp. We had a hell of a camp. We killed a lot. Of, we killed some good bucks. Um, you know, it just wasn't my time. Just wasn't my my number to be called, man. And and I really look at the picture of the big man upstairs was like, all right, he, he needs some humble pie this year. So that was that was what he was doing. I think. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the fact that the camp part. I love camp. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. we do camp podcast. So, um, camp is you know the atmosphere. Of that's my favorite part. But yeah, you know, um, being able to share it with your friends and you know with DJ and all that. That's yep. that's great. You're also a my uh, my buddy Tom Taylor was out there with you. Yep, Tom was he, with uh, me. God, that guy is such a good time. I love Tom. He is a good guy. He's a very good guy. Yep. Or die. He's coming to uh, Michigan instead of going to Kansas this year, is what I was just told. So, oh, is he? Is he coming up <laughs> yep. to your guys' camp? Yep, yep. He's coming up to uh, Adams Camp again this okay. year. Okay, that'll be so, fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Absolutely. But uh, so what? Uh, after Kansas, you get home, and is that it, or you go back out and try to smack another one? So we got home right before gun season, and honestly, man, like gun season for me this year was just, I wasn't in it. I just, I had no no desire to take a gun, no desire to go do it. Um, I th honestly think a little bit of it was burnout from hunting hard for like 12 days straight, and I just kind of wanted a, a breather. Um my wife hunted a little bit. Um, my father-in-law killed a great buck. Um, and with my daughter, with my, with my wife in the blind, she couldn't get on the buck and it was getting low light. And so he ended up shooting it a great buck, 136 inch stud of a deer. Um, nice. yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, Thanksgiving's my like favorite, favorite holiday. If you want to call it, I love Thanksgiving football's on, you know, Ohio State, Michigan plays the day after every year. The Lions are playing Thanksgiving. I love just Thanksgiving. I love entertaining people, you know, at our house. Let's have a big meal. Let's just relax and reflect and all of that stuff. I love that. So honestly, I didn't hunt again until December 11th. Um, I wanted all the gun seasons to be gone. I wanted, uh, I just want to get back in the tree with a bow and Tupac was showing back up. He made it through gun season and I'm like, I'm just going to throw some late season sets at him. And, uh, boy, I got my butt kicked. I did. I hunted for that deer and I, I was just, the thing was with him is I feel like he was betting on the neighbors and I had the food and he just would, we, we never got the, the weather that would have got him off his belly early enough. I mean, December was hot. Like we didn't have yeah. snow on Christmas at all. Like when I was hunting, I was hunting in like my late October, early November stuff. Like it was, you know, it wasn't even cold at all. So I knew it was going to take, you know, a cold front, a big cold front, a big drop in temp. And I wanted, I wanted a foot of snow to come overnight. That would have got him up, but I gave him my valent effort and um, came up short, man. I saw a couple little bucks. Um, 
saw a pile of does and you know but it was just him or bust i i didn't i didn't want any other deer and and uh so that was it i mean that was kind of basically my season right there okay did he uh he did tupac make it through you think or he, not he sure? did he confirmed okay. confirmed uh got a couple pictures of him early january um so he's he's good to go hopefully hopefully like i said this will be the test because he literally man between me and the other guys at camp i I don't know how many pictures we have of this deer. We have hundreds of pictures of this deer. And um, I, a couple of our guys encountered him during rifle season and couldn't get him shot. Um, I just don't know how he eluded all the gun pressure. Like there's so many people around there that hunt with guns. And, and then, you know, the neighbor said he shot a deer, you know, wide, wide deer, like a big body deer and everything. And didn't end up being him. And then, you know, he starts showing up after gun season and it's, so he did make it through, but that'll be the test. Um, you know, I know where I'm going to pick him up because honestly, uh, early see, or, you know, in the summer when I started putting inventory cameras out, my SD card cameras, I got this area that like tried something new this year and the mass trees this year were awesome. Apples were great. Um, mm -hmm. acorns were great. And put this, this camera on an apple tree and there was a lot of white oaks around it as well. And he showed up immediately and he wouldn't leave. I'd get pictures, I'd get 50 pictures of him in a day and all through the summer. And um, you'd see him out in our hay field and all that stuff. But if he doesn't show up on that and does this, he should be like a four-year-old this year, I would think. Um, if he doesn't show up there this year, it'd be I'm not saying we won't have him, but boy, he was so regimented. He was so he ran the same haunt. Like if you break our property down, like draw a line from the north to the south, our property is kind of like a long skinny. It's 220 acres, but it's a long skinny one, basically. And it seemed like he never crossed that north south line. He was an east side deer all the time. Um, okay. And he just knew what he was doing. And so he's on that side of the farm. And that's what I'm going to hone in a lot because he's. He's going to be my number one priority, I think. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, well, we all look forward to watching that and seeing how that pans <laughs> out next year. Yeah. But what are, what, speaking of that, what are your plans for next year? Um, you going anywhere, staying home? Uh, the plans right now, you know, my plans always change about every day. Of I'm, so I'm so indecisive. <laughs> uh yeah. plans right now are to you know obviously hunt michigan here um i really want to set a goal for myself to pick up another property or two um so i, I want to do that um and that's probably gonna take up a lot of my time if i can get another piece um but for traveling i should draw iowa this year so that's gonna be if i draw iowa that is gonna take up a lot of my time uh i i drew iowa 19 um, and had the best November I've ever had in my life. It was the best trip ever. And I'm going back there again, if I draw, but if I do draw, I'm going to go, I'm going to take at least one or two summer trips out there, scouting, hanging cams, hanging, you know, prepping trees, stuff like that. And then I would like to take, this is where, this is where it's tough. Like when I was out there in 19, I went out there for the opener October 1st and I hunted for four or five days. And it just, I was in the game one, one night or one morning. I'm sorry. I had a good buck coming from food back to bed. I just never, he never could come close enough. Um, 
And then uh, I came back in November and that's when it was on. So I'd really like to do a early trip than a late one. But the thing is with early, it's it's really hard for me to leave a couple of my farms the first five days of October because they set up, they can set up really well. If if the crop rotation is right, boy, it is it is deadly. So um, I don't know, might might just do a two week rut trip in, in November and just call it put all my chips in the middle of the table like I did this year and do it. But so Iowa, I should draw if I don't, then um, I'm thinking I'm going to go to another state, which I'm not saying I, I've said it on the podcast. I'm kind of done. Iowa was one thing because Iowa is uh, it's private. Iowa's ground. Iowa. Yep. And I was Iowa. Not everybody can go to Iowa every year and it's private ground. Uh, it's a good friend of mine. Um, so I'm not too worried about that, but it'd be if my backup would be public and in a different state. And I just don't want to, I just don't want to disclose that to be honest with you. I, I'm oh, kind of getting oh, dude, sick, think, of all the, sick of all the pressure. <laughs> I, I, dude, I hear you, man. I think you said Florida or something like that, or maybe it was Vermont. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Maine. <laughs> Maine. Yeah. Maine. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, Maine's got some good deer hunting up there. Actually. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. Iowa. That's, uh, I don't know if I, I think I'll, I can draw this year too, but I think I'm going to wait a year. How um, many points gonna, do you have? I'm going to have five, right? Or I've got, I've got four now, so I'll have five coming in. So I, it'd be close, but I don't so know. So that's what you, I have. I have four have, going to five. Yeah. Okay. So in 19, I drew with three going to four. And, okay. um, so my my good buddy Chad, uh, yep. he runs Midwest Antler Company out there. So and he's got some of his own farms that he just kind of lets me come out and just kind of have have at it, which is a great deal, you know. And Heck thank yeah. you, Chad, awesome. so much if you're listening to this because I I appreciate him so much and he helps me out. Oh, he's but. he's such a good dude. I've been talking with him for a couple of years about you know oh, okay. coming yep. out and uh, he he just he always responds and he's always in such a good mood and. So we'll see. I, I, I'm going to tell I you like this. Him. If you do go out there, him and his wife, Jamie, they are amazing cooks. You are going to come back 300 pounds heavier. They oh, cook such to. the best food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But we'll right on. So, yeah. So next season, Iowa and uh, Florida. And then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. so what the, what you both set up now, man? You shoot a prime. I am. So I earlier on this year, I shot the Rev X two. That's what I shot no go with. And then they launched the new RVX series bow uh, November 14th. And we actually were able to get those in October and get them set up and, and hunt with them before the launch because they wanted us to be part of the launch program or launch plan. And we took them to Kansas, man. And like, I don't want to it. It's so nice. It's so nice. The so they have the center grip technology, which the the grip is in the middle of the riser, and it just it is so well balanced. Uh, no other bow is like in the the grip is in the middle of the riser. When you kind of look at it, it's like man, the bow looks looks a little odd for like it looks a little different than other bows. But yeah, I agree. it's because that grip is in the middle of the riser. Well, I'll tell you, the shooting experience with that thing is awesome. So I got the RVX the the thirty two. Uh, inch axle axle i'm shooting 65 pounds uh, my draw is 28 um man it, it just shoots like a dream it it uh almost made shooting fun again for me like i i actually like want to go out and shoot my bow and 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 just go have fun with it so um you know because when you're a kid and everything that's all you do when you love it is you just go shoot 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 and yep. you know now like a new bow and and the shooting experience like i said that 
the way it's balanced and the core cam, <clears throat> the core cam that it has. So I work on all my own bows. I've got all the, the you know, the press, the drawboard, the everything to work on my own bows. And I have like in my house, when I built my house, I have like this. I didn't want to do a, um, you know, everybody does the uh, gun safes, you know, and I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, you spend like three to $5,000 on a gun safe and it only holds about 30 guns. And it's only, you know, yay big. And I'm like, let's just build a vault in our, in our house, like in our foundation. And she's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So I'm like, okay. So I built a 12 by 12 room. That's all enclosed in the foundation. Um, and and in there, it's where all my guns are and all my bows and my all my hunting stuff. And I have it set up to where I can work on my bows in there, too. And and that bow, I'll tell you, I find myself like I'll just like tear apart bows and put them back together. Like, I just like to do that um, just mm -hmm. to kind of learn more about them. But that bow is so easy to tune, even for a, a dummy like myself. Like I can tear it apart and 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 put it back together and it still shoots the way it should. I don't recommend everybody doing that, but um, <laughs> that's just kind of how I do it. But that core cam is, is a smooth cam. Um, it is, like I said, the shooting experience is is awesome. And I didn't think I'd be able to hold on target at longer distances, like better. And with that balance and how that bow is set up, I'll tell you 40, 50, 60 yards is a breeze. Like it's, it shoots, it's a shooter, man. It's, I recommend if anybody's looking for a new bow to just go shoot one, just go try it, just give it a try. And, uh, I'm, I'm pretty partial to Michigan companies too. So I like that. I, me too. Me too. But yeah, I don't really want to go shoot it though, because I'll probably end up bringing it home. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that's uh, and then you run into Garmin on it, obviously. I am. I have a, the Garmin zero bow site. It's the A1i pro. So it's got micro adjust. It's got, uh, the dovetail. So if anybody doesn't know what a dovetail is, if your quiver or if your bow doesn't fit in your your case there's a there's an allen head on it and you can turn that allen head and pull the sight off and once you put it back on to go hunting nothing moves it stays the same or anything that garmin man i'll tell you it it um i kind of get a lot of shit for it like because it's too easy they say everybody says and i'm like i don't the way I look at it is just a cool toolbox. Well, that, but why wouldn't you just want to try to make your your process simpler when everything is going haywire in your body? You know, you a lot of guys, you know, everybody should have a rangefinder, but everybody's pulling up a range and popping a range, and they might have an adjustable dial or they're trying to gap shoot fixed pin or something. I'm like, screw that, man. Pull that sucker back, hit the button on your trigger or on your on your grip, gives you a pin, and then take that guesswork out of it. I think we owe it to the animals to be ethical as Absolutely. ethical as we can i feel like there's a really high percentage of wounded deer that come from a rush shot i've been there you know and this thing just allows everything to slow the moment down and that's the way i look at it and so they have this uh the setting on it as well it's a dynamic leveling so basically if you pull back and let's say you're shooting through some branches and you arrange if you have the dynamic leveling on it'll tell you what you need to do to clear that branch like how much like there's so many cool wow. things with this and then the other thing is too like everybody's like well how's the battery life well i started shooting one in 2019 way before they even were a partner of mine and mm -hmm. and everything and i got one and uh uh, I shot that one for, uh, so it was 1920. I shot it for two years, never switched the batteries in it. And still, it, I just switched the battery because it's my backup one now. But I just switched the batteries on it this year just because I'm like, ah, I probably better put some fresh batteries in it. But when I popped it on, it's full battery still. So if you use lithium energy or lithiums, the ultimate lithiums, I think it takes, was it two or three AAAs? 
the thing is going to last forever. It really is. Now, if you turn it on and leave it on, it has an automatic shut off on it. You can set it to a certain time where you it'll shut off and save the battery. But okay. everybody's like, well, what happens if you pull back and, the, and it dies on you? Well, it, you've got bigger issues. If you when you pull back on a deer and the thing dies on you, I, I just don't foresee that happening. Um, but it'll go into a low battery mode and it will not range for you, but it will bring your fixed pins up and you have all your fixed pins still. So if it's in low battery, it'll get you through a sit or two or a one sit to get your batteries changed. You can still shoot it. You can still have fixed pins because when you sight it in, you sight it in from, let's say, 20 to 70. Well, obviously, when you range, it'll give you an individual pin. But as you're doing that, if you sight in from 20 to 70. It gives you you can set what your fixed pins are. You can set it for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. You can set it for 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. And when you double tap the trigger, all your fixed pins will come up. So everybody's like, what if you're ranging a whole bunch of stuff and you can't you can't get a range? Well, you double tap and then you've got your fixed pins and there you go. Like there, you know, so there's a lot of things with this site that that is very beneficial. My biggest thing is helping slow the moment down in the moment, you know, the moment of truth when you need to slow them up down and make the best quality shot you possibly can. Now, I'm not saying you're never going to wound a deer or you're never going to miss stuff happens. It's it just happens in what we do. But I think you owe it, you owe it to, you know, the deer and yourself to to really try to be as best you can, you know, confidence wise when you're in the moment of truth. Man, that's so well said. I, I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, I don't shoot one, but I definitely agree with that. I mean, give them the best effort you can to put that gear mm -hmm. down ethically. And that's, yeah. you know, you, you're talking that with that. Yeah. The other cool thing is too, like, uh, so they have an A1, they have an A1i and an A1i Pro. So um, like the A1i and the A1i Pro, you can save five di different arrow profiles. So what I did this year, so I shot, I mentioned I shot that 3D league in the summer. I shot a specific arrow for the 3D league. Um, so what I what you do is you basically, in a, in a nutshell, you go sight these set arrows in your 3D arrow. Okay, cite those in, you save it 3D arrow, you can name it whatever you want, you can name it the brand, uh -huh. what I do is I name it whatever the arrow is, and whatever the, the weight of the arrow is. So if it's like a X brand arrow 470 grain, like I'll, I'll name it that or 3D or whatever. So you cite that in and then then you can go and make a new arrow profile, cite your hunting arrows in and all you have to do is go in the menu, hit the menu, you go to arrow profile, and then you select it's literally three clicks and you can have the arrow profile changed all your pins are right where you need them to be exactly where you had them and you can save up to five different arrow profiles so that's another cool thing and i know i know some guys that go and do some western hunting that will um you know if they're in a situation where they have different arrows with them if it's like a, a different broadhead for a different situation or something like that mm -hmm. and they have that saved in their site um where they can go in that in three clicks they can have it dialed in and they're in a oh, different wow. setup so it's it's very user friendly. How is it uh, now, like for tack? How is it for that long distance shooting? So they have an XD mode, which okay. what you do is um, I did a video on this on my YouTube. So if anybody wants to see it and know how to shoot it for tack, so basically in a nutshell, what you're doing is so I had it sighted in before from 20 to like 70. Okay, what I wanted to do was I wanted like because all attack, you know, you've shot tack, so it's mm -hmm. like everything's like 50 to 130. You know, so I wanted my 20 yard pin to be my 50 so then i'm essentially getting 50 to like you know i think i got 50 
to 110, I think what I got. And then those, I think there was two targets I kind of had to guess on. Um, but basically what you do is there's a way to change. So you have an XD mode, you put, you put the site in XD mode, and then you have to adjust your site up or down to move your pin stack basically up as you're getting farther out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the technical terms on it, but it was really easy to do. And what you have to do is once you go to tack, you just make sure it's an XD mode and then you have to move your site to the new, I can't remember the name of it now. It's like you have a spot where it needs to be for XD mode and it's their numbers. You move it. I think mine's like 52. I moved it to 52. And then from 50 yards to 110, I was dialed. I was in. And then once you want to go hunting with it, you know, you take it out of XD mode, you move it from your number 50 or whatever it would be, 52. You moved it back up to 20, and then you're good to go. Nice. Very nice. That's well, in that a sounds... nutshell. That's in a nutshell. Gotcha. So... <laughs> go, go watch the video if you yes. really want to know. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Well, hey, yeah. man, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, for guys that don't know you, which everybody I'm sure does, uh, <laughs> where can they find you yeah, um, I appreciate you having me. Honestly, it was it's a good time. Anytime you want to do this, I I know yeah. it was kind it was kind of I canceled on you once and then I, I canceled to... on you. <laughs> <laughs> We've been back and forth. That you know, and that's the one thing you know. I'm only I think this is ten or twelve deep. This is the hardest part is scheduling. I mean, it's it really so truly is. It's the hardest yeah. part is trying to get you know the schedules together. But yeah, man. So it was good to have you on. Thanks for coming. Uh, I guess probably next time I see you'll be tacked. Probably. Yeah, we won't drink any beers or nothing up there. So. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. all Appreciate right. it, well, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Thank it. You. Take it easy.